0: Steve Hounsel joins the show right now. He's chair of the Ontario Biodiversity Council. We wanted to have Steve on because on uh, Friday we were talking about how the Ford government, uh, as reported in the Toronto Star, has slashed funding to programs aimed at fighting the spread of invasive species. And so uh, welcome to the program, Steve. It's good to have you on.
1: Ah, uh, Thank you very much, Kelly.
0: Maybe we can make sense of exactly uh, what these cuts will mean to the average uh, Ontarian, but before we do that, what exactly does the Ontario Biodiversity Council do?
1: Well, we are an organization of organizations, if you will, uh, and we provide oversight over the... Uh uh... ontario biodiversity strategy so we've actually come together to help achieve the vision the higher order goals and the targets that we have set for ourselves as part of that strategy
0: and the targets when you say that we have set for ourselves that's the the provinces set for themselves can you tell us a little bit about the uh... the targets that we're going to be aiming for
1: well we have a series of of fifteen targets that are basically uh... aligned with the global Aichi targets so what we're doing we're trying to align with the uh global uh, convention on biological diversity the global strategic plan for biodiversity ensure that ontario is actually doing its part to conserve biodiversity and protect the uh, the natural life space that uh, that sustains us as a society
0: how important is biodiversity to the average ontarian uh, you know the person right now that's driving in their car and they you know might have a plot of green at their house or maybe they've got a cottage that they go to what impact will these cuts on several of the um, nine different programs devoted devoted to combating the spread of invasive species and prom- promoting native di- biodiversity, have on them?
1: Well, I guess you have to ask yourself a few things. I mean, do we depend upon biodiversity for our life? For our life, we do. You know, I mean, how long can you last without a breath of fresh air or a drink of clean water? healthy food. All of the things that we depend upon actually come from nature. So in terms of the threat of invasive species in particular, I mean, invasive species represent the second largest threat to biodiversity. And, uh, you know, cutting support for that, of course, you know, is causing further threats to the very things that we
0: depend upon. And give us an idea of this. Would you say like an invasive species would be the uh, ash borer beetle?
1: Absolutely certainly destroyed the, uh, much of the ash forest that we have uh, in southern Ontario. So if you go around, you'll find vast areas where there's trees that are dead because of the ash borer. If you go along wetlands, uh, many of our wetlands or even coastal areas, you'll find, you know, phragmites, you know, large grass-like uh, uh, plants, which are maybe two or three times the height of ourselves that are taking over our wetlands. These are species which came into the province, came into uh, North America, largely piggybacking on human activity. So we're often the vector uh, for these species. But once they get established, they take over uh, many areas, uh, out-competing native plants and causing a lot of problems. So certainly, without a doubt, you know, that remains a problem. But
0: Not not to be too simplistic here, but would an example of that be somebody coming, uh, you know, across the border and they saw a plant that they thought was pretty nifty and they decided to bring it home with them and they're asked, you know, to check, are you bringing in any, uh, any plants or any absolutely
1: food? It is. Absolutely, absolutely. For many species, but well not all species, but some species when they come in and all of a sudden they find themselves in a new habitat where they have no predators, there, there are no limiting factors, they expand dramatically and they out-compete the native plants and they become a
0: problem. Why do they out-compete the native, native plants? You would think that native plants have had so much time to adapt to our environment and our weather patterns and our soil that they would do better than the invasive species.
1: Uh, Certainly not all alien species are invasive. Some species simply have tremendous reproductive capacity and uh, with a great reproductive output. uh, And the fact that they have no predators that are native here, they didn't evolve with predators here, so all of a sudden they're in a predator-free environment and they can expand greatly. And so uh, whether it's... Uh, quagga mussels, or or zebra mussels, or phragmites, or garlic mustard, or emerald ash borer, once they get established, they often take off and and they create tremendous damage. Later, if we're lucky enough to be able to find other organisms that can prey on them, they can perhaps limit their effects. But typically when they first get in, Asian carp is another example, you know, they have a heyday. They have lots of food resources, they have no limiting factors in terms of predators, and their population explodes.
0: Many of these of these uh, programs devoted to combating the spread of invasive species and promoting native biodiversity, not just had their funding cut, but their funding completely cut off. It, it, does it shock you that a premier who owns a cottage would do this?
1: Well, it is disappointing, and uh, of course it's profoundly disappointing to us. And I I understand that they have a problem, you know, the problem being a a huge deficit that they're trying to control. And they're also seeing a convenient way of looking at, well, there's transfer payments going out to organizations that are delivering services that the government maybe have have done in years past. So I think it was an easy target to, to eliminate. But what's needed is a very close filter to say, What are the consequences of actually making these cuts? And the consequences, quite frankly, are dire. There used to be an old Midas commercial say, you can pay me now or you can pay me a whole lot more later. My fear is, you know, we may be saving some money here, but the cost of recovery after that, once we've got some of these problems that have grown hugely, The cost to try to to undo the damage will be far, far greater. So So
0: this is short-sighted?
1: It is very, very short-sighted. Absolutely it is. And it also is a public good. I mean, we're trying to do something that's going to be in the best best favor of people and the rest of nature. And uh, when we do that, we're setting ourselves up for some very, very large problems in the future. And we don't have a whole lot of time to deal with that.
0: I want to just, in this last minute if I could, uh, the, the, in fairness, uh, the Toronto Star is saying that the Natural Resources Minister, John Rakibuski, announced an $850,000 investment in the Invasive Species Center at Sault Ste. Marie. Um, at, that investment is 50000 less from last year, but it's still a lot of money. Not enough?
1: Well, well, yes, it is a fair bit of money. But, you know, you have to ask yourself, what is the cost of invasive species? And by the way, this is just one issue. We cover a whole lot of other issues as mm-hmm. well been with the Biodiversity Council and the strategy. But, you know, look at what the cost of just the emerald ash borer itself has been to Ontario's woodlots.
0: Give us an idea.
1: Oh wow! I could, to be honest, I couldn't I couldn't tell you off the top, but it would be in the millions of dollars. I mean, sure,
0: and you're lucky if stuff. you see an ash tree.
1: Absolutely, and and you know replacing them it's 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 extremely costly. And uh, so I mean the same thing could be also said with the actually the loss of the fifty million tree program, which is trying to actually get more trees back on the landscape, and in part you know compensates just for the loss of one invasive species, you know the emerald ash borer. Hmm. So there's uh I do believe there's there's a great deal of short-sightedness, and uh, it's going to cost us a whole lot more to try to recover later. And uh, you're also losing out on the very goodwill of a lot of people who are working extremely hard for very little to try to make this a more uh, a more hospitable and uh, sustainable place for the future.
0: Yeah, a lot of good people doing a lot of good Absolutely. work. Absolutely. Listen, I have a feeling we're going to be talking at length about this, so we're going to keep your, your number handy and probably reach out to you again. But it's been a pleasure meeting you and having you on the program, Steve.
1: And that would be wonderful. Thank you very much.
0: Thanks so much. That's Steve Hansel, who is the chair of the Ontario Biodiversity Council. Hopefully that get you up to speed as to what, you know, because we didn't talk about those cuts really at length uh, last week. But I think it's important to uh, focus on that.